There's trouble brewing out in front of the saloon. Hey, they're gonna fight me, Jill. Look at them. They're about to draw. I fired point blank. Watch this. Welcome to Crappy Anime Showdown. I am your host and referee, as always, Mike. Uh, today, I am joined by the last bastion and protector of the only good media that still exists, which is anything but what we watch, JW. Jay, uh, single-handedly, has to defend anything that's good. Everything, you. everything that's good, for any reason, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, all I'm saying is that if I were some kind of uh, like prisoner who had been recruited to some sort of you know fighting force... I would be the guy who would do anything to protect the common people. You know what I mean? Like any, like anything. And I would just keep saying that I do anything a lot and just make everyone uncomfortable. I've been waiting my entire life for JW to start doling out compliments. I'm going to be fucking furious if he starts doling out compliments about shows and not on me specifically. Oh, like if, if like I would, anime gets it I would first do and not me. Anything to protect this show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a guy tied up in the barn right now who I'm prepared to do anything to for reasons that aren't even directly related to it, but I'll do it. I just want I, you I to know that. I don't think that's going to help the show. No, I'm ready to do it, though. Happy I, to. Whew. Eager to. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, we're also joined by the man who tried to slip in a no anime censorship of nudity uh, addendum into the overturning of Roe versus wow. Wade. Wow. Uh, Ethan. Wow. Oh, God damn. Okay, <laughs> Ethan. Oh, Jesus Christ, Ethan. It, uh, Even the producer hates me. Did you me. think it was bad oh, enough really? that they took all those rights away from women? You also had to give rights to the scummiest human beings left on planet Earth. I would do anything to stop that. Anything. Right now. You're focused on this. Yes. Uh, the champion of the people. Anyway, in case you're new, this podcast is dedicated to pitting garbage anime against each other to see which is the most deplorable while still being entertaining enough to watch. Today, Ethan will be defending Shine On Bakumatsu Bad Boys. Uh, going up against JW, who defending Harem in a Labyrinth in Another World, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, something like that. Uh, as always, I hope you brought your A-game. Check us out on Twitter, at CrappyAnimeSD. Gentlemen, how was your week? Hey! It was awful. Yeah. I, it was terrible. No, no. It was, <laughs> it was bad in a good way. No, it wasn't enough for me. I it was bad. It was I, bad. I have. I, we were saying this in the the pregame, but I have firmly switched sides on um, Harem and uh, a Labyrinth. Where, you know, th- however many weeks ago, JW was losing his mind, being like, "Oh, I just hate the world, and this is as bad as it can get," and yada yada. And I was like, "Nah, lol, it's funny." Uh, yeah, I'm in the exact opposite mm-hmm. camp now. This is this is I hate it so much. I decry this as hard as I Frankly, can. Frankly, I'm um, proud of it because going into <laughs> going into this, it it was it was just boring and bad. All this talk yeah. about slavery and you know people being less than human and you know all this shit. It was it was just so it was just so boring. You know, like, mm-hmm. it really had nothing to say. But now, now. What? It has something very, very distinctly awful to say. Disturbing to say. It, it took four, five episodes, but it finally took off, and we're getting the kind of stories, frankly, we deserved from the beginning. Uh, stories we're of getting the kind of stories that Thomas Jefferson would want. Uh, absolute deplorable, inhumane shit. 
further like actual courtroom level evidence that the writer of this had never done anything with a human being before and that he was actually he, he was just using the opportunity of his light novel to describe uh, in detail the exact process by which he would learn what sex was if say for example someone just had the inability to say no to him it, it was it's it's kind of <laughs> like reading like like a like a manifesto from a guy who like bombs a post office. Uh, on the one <laughs> hand, you're thinking, okay, he bombed a post office. That's not very interesting. But you know, at the same time, you're like, well, he bombed a post office, so the reason has to be batshit crazy. So I'm I, I've been waiting this whole time for the batshit crazy like manifesto shit about why this why this fucking trash has been dumped on us, and now I finally got it. I finally get it. He has revealed his dark, disgusting heart to us. And for that, I, I have to applaud it because he, he has done so in a way that has not been done so before. And he truly, truly owns in a way that no other anime ever has. They're just distinct, distinct level of deplorability. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I unironically yeah, I unironically think this may be ethically the worst thing we have ever seen and that will back that, that is uh yeah for this podcast yeah for yes. this I podcast still th- I, I still think, so. think uh redo no healer is well true true no i i have seen five or six episodes of that and it is i have uh, seen yeah, I guess some like, as well he's like revenge rape isn't that yeah, it yeah it's like, this only yeah only it's you know while it's while like, cross-dressing uh, stuff like that like great it, i guess healer goes places man healer goes places the very <laughs> first thing that happens is like revenge rape by the time you're at the oh, end yeah. of the series you're like this man this man's turned himself into your mom and he's monologuing and drinking wine while something awful happens to you he's not even related to i don't i don't get it they they somehow managed to escalate from there but this this uh, oh this is up there this is up there because for once in the life they they just didn't bother to come up with a reason why any of these things are happening no. to anybody. No, no, no. And it's just a springboard yeah, for them to talk about all the things True. that they've, oh, I don't know, been waking up to <laughs> the last couple of years. Uh, that's fair. That's a fair point. Uh, it's like, it's like so a man's de- it, like deplorable dream journal. Uh, with I, with even, all that in mind and all that to be said... Yes. Uh, about this anime. Uh, Ethan, why don't you start us off with Bakumatsu? Yeah, Netflix? yeah. Yo, you want to you end you on Harry? Save the best for fucking <laughs> last, man. <laughs> yes. Okay. I kind of think I do. <laughs> all right, all right. Talk, um, talk about your little fucking shonen show that actually seems to care about its characters. It oh, does. Let's, let's talk about how there's a scene with me and JW in the anime. That is we'll also kind of true. Yeah. You'll have to point that out because I can't think of it immediately. I'm sure it'll Actually, come back. What, what scene do you think I'm talking about in Bakumatsu Bad Boys? Um, I think there's a couple that kind of fits that. But um, okay. well, one, one was me. when um, the uh, priest and the doctor are walking down the street, well, just ha- street having guys. a conversation about whether <laughs> souls are real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> See, we're on the same yeah. darn wavelength. Uh, but the only other moment Cheers. I thought was a little us was when um, 
Uh, I guess uh, gun guy and giant oh, artist and guy, guy. Uh, <laughs> or don't really care about what's going on, but just want to keep charging into things and keep saying the phrase, let's blitz him. And I, it, come, it comes completely out of nowhere. It's like, is that, well, stop trying to make this catchphrase work. It's just really weird. They said it a lot. Stop it's saying very it. very strange. Oh, I'm so glad we're both Who came up with this? The exact yeah, same. exactly. Yeah, they just kept saying, let's blitz him. And then at the end, when what's-his-face, Ichi boy, yeah. runs away, he's like, Aren't, isn't he supposed to tell us to clean up things here? Yeah. And the guy goes, oh, no. He's like, well, let's just take care of it quick. Let's, let's blitz him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got their fucking catchphrases, and it's pretty great. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, anyway, Ethan, continue on. We'll get to those points we get them. But, yes, that's exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, producer, you and I can be best friends, I guess, um, if you want. Absolutely, 100% not. Okay. Oh. 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 Okay. Ooh, it sounded like it was going good for you. It felt it? like it was going good. And as really? As soon as I heard the clip, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, tell us all okay, about um, it, brother. The last, thing that we, the last thing we remember is episode three. There are some turncoats amidst the uh, the rest of the Senshugume. Senshugume. That's it. Um, well, it turns out that there's like a recurring theme now where all their swords clearly have like the souls of their former masters still in them. Yeah. Um, so the swords wake up both uh, JW and Mike in the form of... Sorry, JW and Mike are going to be every two characters that are on screen ever at this point. In this <laughs> I don't know about that, but they do start to in pair case, off to save some time. I don't, I that's don't for know. sure. I, well, I, it's just, it comes down to who would be the woman and who would be the cross-dresser when it comes down to it. Because um, those two are on screen hmm. quite a lot. You know, the cross the cross. I think you're the cross-dresser. Okay, fair enough. Um, then, yeah, we're probably every two. Yeah, so... As long as it's not the captain guy. I hate the guy. The guy wait, missing which an eye Oh, no, he sucks. Dude, the captain's so fucking Most boring. Most character in the show. I, I will say this... I think this is a mark of how you know this show is, like, on the better end of the stuff we watch, is that it's relatively rare that in this show I think to myself... Man, this dialogue is just fucking awful at all times. And it always shows up <laughs> yeah. with that character. That like Ugh, the he never has anything good nothing. to say or in an interesting He's way. Totally useless. I it's like it's it's to the point where he like reprimands the characters and is like, I'm going to institute control and you're breaking regs. But like all of his subordinates are like, Well, right, but like we caught the bad guy and like it's not even that big of a deal. So like why are you freaking out? And then that guy our like you know our main general guy never gets to respond like he never gets like yeah, a like a push and pull it's he's literally just comic relief um which is bad cuz he's not funny but that's not important so the swords wake up um JW and Mike in the form of the guy with the gun and the guy with the broom and um uh basically they beat these turncoat samurai dudes and uh the other spies get away hooray um, we're back on the whole train wreck of how apparently our MC really hates that Sasuke is a father killer. Um, yeah, like yeah, this shit does back. not he says it get a lot. whenever the plot. Yeah, yeah it's a lot plot calls for him. And that guy is always what annoys me most is they do the trope where like whenever someone's taken aback by something, they go, Ugh. but every time someone says that guy killed his father, he always goes, Ugh. like, did you, <laughs> yeah. you forget that you killed your what? That shouldn't shock you anymore. That's not <laughs> character development. You're <laughs> just stuck in a loop of Ugh. what? 
In episode five, they're literally torturing someone. And when the torturer hears that this guy's a, a father killer, he's like, oh, shit, I'll tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. Oh, you killed <laughs> like, your dad? What? I'll literally tell you everything. Wow, that's <laughs> so crazy you did that. I, I, I love like it too I because like, like they're, it or anything. They're very, very close to a funny scene because like this extra who's just being tortured by the father killer is like, oh shit, fuck! Like you're a dad killer. Like, oh, I don't want to fuck with you. And like the other main character, the Naruto character, just keeps interrupting him over and over again to be like, dude, shut the fuck up! Like you're not allowed in this scene. He's like, yeah, but it's like fucked up. And you're like, yeah. No, listen, my name is Naruto. I'm the main character of this story, and I'm here to tell you that the 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 uh, writers are idiots. Please stop reacting like this. It, everyone knows he's a dad killer. You don't have to do this anymore. You just just relax. Okay. Well, they chase down the fucking um, the spies, mm-hmm. uh, and there's some new kid that shows up. Um, hey, uh, spoiler alert! Um, the new kid is Naruto's brother. What? The, you Wait, know the guy, uh, the blonde-haired kid. Oh yeah. No way. I, I, Mike, I was Mike, I was doing kind of like a bit, you know, like no. You, no, I didn't okay, get it. got it. That's how you know it's. Okay, the so the blonde-haired guy is his brother, Mike. Did Did you get it that time? Yeah, I got it. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure. I really didn't want to do that a third time. Um. Anyway, they uh. Turns out he's his brother, and for some reason, this blonde kid has like a five-year-old had to murder his mom. This is a time to remind you that our MC was pushed off a cliff to save him from, like, an evil samurai with a stupid sword, a very stupid sword. Uh, uh, um, Abby it, was, my wife was right. It kind of looks like a Sharpie. Like, I, I don't oh, know I, why. I thought it looked it like just, lip gloss. It just gives me, like, Sharpie vibes, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's real dumb either way. Um, Actually, I guess I technically skipped ahead. There's some stupid plot about how the brother of the guy with the gun is like helping to give out swords and they use that guy to track down where the swords are coming from and that's mm-hmm. how we make it to the blonde guy, but who the fuck cares? Yeah, none of that matters. None Correct. of it matters. Oh, wow, the names again. Thank you, producer. I will, uh, as uh, as it was a few weeks ago, not read this. Um, okay, I'll actually read it. Sorry, producer, can we can we be best friends yet? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, there we go. All you have to do is just agree. Um, as they should. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we get like some backstory in the doctor and the monk character, um, where the doctor and the monk, let's see, the doctor was cutting up corpses, and that's the reason why he was arrested, and he was like trying to make euthanization potions. <laughs> he was, which is wild. Yeah, I don't. What? Trying to be, I couldn't think of the name. Who is that scientist that got like Kevorkian? Doing... Kevorkian, yeah, Jack Kevorkian, yeah. basically Kevorkian. That's uh. <laughs> That that was that was quite a revelation. But he was, but he was only was doing it on like dead people, so it's yeah, not even he, like he yeah. was trying to convince people to kill themselves. He was just like, "Yo, I figured out how people don't have to suffer." And the samurai are like, "We will fucking kill you. <laughs> like, they must suffer." <laughs> um, Ugh. and uh, you know, to be more melodramatic, the monk who is like always ready to give last rites, well. The reason why he was arrested is because he was giving a secret Christian burial for someone. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that, that was, I, uh, was. I don't even know if it was. I don't even know if it was a burial as much as it was like a like a prayer was it a burial, or was it just like a prayer yeah. session? Yeah, like a meet at the pole. It was very. Like they literally were just praying in secret. It was very strange. He said it. 
He said it was yeah. a bit like a Christian burial. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. I just I couldn't remember if it was a prayer or a burial. It, it looked um, like prayer because he walked up to that woman and was like, "Uh, hey, you're fucking it up. You yeah. have to like put your hands well, together yeah, no, in no. a steeple." I, I know. I know. He did that. I know he gave like a a Christian burial to that lady because that's the way she wanted it. But the thing he got arrested for, I thought, was just a meeting of Christians who were. Well, yeah. For a while, I wasn't sure if the deal was that he was just Christian or if he was just somebody who knew a lot about a bunch of different religions. But like, because he's talked about a bunch of different ones, but maybe it's just that he's a secret Christian. That's really it. I think well, he maybe, is a well, secret maybe Christian. He, maybe it's both. Maybe he's a secret Christian, but he's taken it upon himself to learn about a ton of other religions, but that's the one he brings. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, maybe, I feel like I that's know. actually viable in Japan because, like, there's just, you know, what? There's Buddhism, there's Christianity, there's also... Uh, and then there's, there's all Shintoism, Shin- yeah. That, yeah, the Shinto. I couldn't remember oh, yeah. that one. Shinto. I didn't know Tao had a foothold there. I've never heard that. I don't, I don't, uh, think, it don't think it does. It's okay. just saying Eastern religions. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Over I just there. wanted to fit in, okay? Okay. I, think of I wanted to know about religion. That's the only one I had. All right. So. I, you didn't have Christianity or Shintoism. <laughs> well, no, it was already mentioned. I, oh okay? my I bad. Man. I wanted Sorry. to list a new one. Yeah, you know what? There are only so many religions. You're right. My bad. Uh, all right. Uh, anyway, they they go hunting for the bad guys. Um, they go. Oh yeah, that's right. They're trying to find like the ultimate bad guy. Um, who was, as it turns out, was the. Uh, the geisha from episode who knows three two um so they go raid that house but it turns out that he wasn't there um but the blonde haired guy was there they go into okay this is the fun part they go into a basement and the basement is a massive cavern underneath of just some random mansion yeah, and yeah. in it there is yeah. like a fucking full metal alchemist brotherhood scene going I, on in there i think they were supposed so like Clearly, the word they're using for this building is like a special thing. Like, yeah, the Sakawazara. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, yeah. what I was kind of going with something. is I, I figured it was like, um, I think it's related to the fact that like the head of the of the local like politics or whatever is there. I think it's supposed to be like the mayor's office or something, or like a state that might a be state a, office. like a governor or something. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure, but like they just kept saying it, and everyone was reacting to it like, oh, you can't just walk in there. And then when they went in, there was like nothing there. So it was like, it doesn't seem like it was yeah, like it was a religious like place. Yeah, it was clearly like a trap or a bluff. Well, no, but I mean, like, it, it didn't seem like its cover was. Like, when you walked in, you couldn't tell what the cover was supposed to be. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, this, oh, well, yeah. this is pretending to be a restaurant. There's people, like, but there's like kitchen stuff, but like nobody's here. Or it doesn't seem like a religious place that it's pretending to be. It didn't seem like it was like a, a fort or any kind of military building. It just seemed like a very generic building, but they were talking about it with so much like importance. I, I just assumed it was some kind of political building, and that that would just my internal explanation as to why they couldn't just walk in and they had to get some evidence first. I I just thought it was like a mob boss building or something like that. Like they knew that the mob boss was there, so if you walk in with only eight guys, there's going to be like a million in there. Mm-hmm. That's how I assumed it was. I think that was like I don't know, it honestly end, doesn't matter. Yeah, it really doesn't because like they, as usual with all good anime, um, they establish a premise, and you know even if you do or do not pay attention to that premise, it doesn't matter, because they immediately abandon that premise as soon as it gets going. Like, <laughs> okay, one that I actually fucking laughed out loud out for was um, was uh, there were two parties of samurai going there. There were like right. the main, you know, literally colorful looking Shinsengume, which are our main characters. And then they're just a bunch of other samurai 
that they've been hiring to be a part of the Shinsegume. Um, and when they get to the house, immediately our like mini general guy who's half blind is like, all right, all the main characters go inside. <laughs> Everyone else has to go around back. And as soon as he said it, I was like, we're never seeing those samurai. No, ever no, again. yeah. Like, was, <laughs> they're just gone. Like, well, and it doesn't matter. Well, my they're assumption is that when they showed up, like, they were going to be mooks. Like, okay, your, your yeah, guy's job to is die. to go in first and get mowed down and die. Yeah. But they don't even do that. <laughs> Shields. No, they just literally send these guys off to nowhere. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that was supposed to be like a, like a bait and switch. Like, they were trying to. They were trying to make me think that they were going to get mowed down and then they never came back. And that was like weird. But I, I don't know what the hell they were going for with that. I so I OK, I think that they're playing off the fact that the Shinsengume, if you like look up the Wikipedia on it, it wasn't just eight guys like it was a bunch of different people in a like military force. If anything, well, yeah. there were probably a few hundred. So like you can't just have it be that you have eight dudes show up to a mob boss house and it's like all of the Shinsegume are here because that doesn't make any sense at all. Well, yeah, but so they you're just making a shonen anime. Schmucks. Like, I don't think they care that much about historical accuracy. But I say yeah, that... Like, they have cared more yeah, than other anime, It does sure. seem like the show seems to care, like, way more than it needs to, but I guess that's nice. I, yeah, I they, they do seem to care a lot more for whatever reason they do. Or the only other thing I can think of is that they had these guys show up because it just looks real dumb being like, hey, this place is really, really hard to get into. We can't just raid it willy-nilly. Also, we're leaving our team lead behind. Yeah, uh, yeah seven people are enough to like take down this entire huge thing. Yeah, that, that might have so been So instead, they just write in some extras. <laughs> and then don't use them. Well, they use them off screen. <laughs> yeah, they, they did very good work in the back room there, boys. Yep. Um, I forgot to mention their swords are also dowling rods now, um, which is mm-hmm. weird. Um, or is it dowsing? What's the one where you search for oil? Dowling, right? No, it's one you search for water, and that's dowsing. But that's dowsing? I'm pretty sure. Really thought it was dowling. Yeah, it's the two sticks Hang that on. you kind of like hold out in front of you, and it's supposed to help you find water underneath the earth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. It is dowsing. Check that out. Fucking wild. Wait, does that shit actually work? That's totally no. Fake, of course, it? it's fake. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Good. All right. So yeah, their swords are now like dowsing rods for just whenever the plot needs to tell them where to go. Yeah, that's plot. Which I find uh, really fun. Plotting rods. Yep. Like, yeah. Hey, we haven't, we haven't found someone to fight like, in a while. Nope. They're being secret. Where do I find them? Uh, sword points this way. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a metal detector, but it finds evil. I got it. Oh, it just turned out to be a guy who said the word evil. I guess we'll try over here. So, speaking of the NSA, um, I... Nah, not really. But uh, I, I do enjoy how the dousing rods kind of are used to prove for just a brief moment that the afterlife is real, mm-hmm. which is weird. Like, Yeah, th- well, it was right <laughs> after the conversation about souls, too. No, yeah. And you see the priest see a soul in the street. Yes. Um, so, well, like, what, the doctor what I think is like, funny, literally agnostic. Well, yeah, well the, the, what I think is funny is that they have a very reasonable conversation. Where, like, they the do. doctor's the like, good. hey, I mean, I don't think anything happens when you die. It's pretty obvious from, like, all my studies that you just kind of shut down and nothing happens. And then the priest goes, yep. yeah, I mean, I can't prove that anything actually happens. I would just prefer if it did because I'm tired of people getting, like, fucked over day and day. I'm like, okay, great. And then he's just objectively proven right, almost like 
ad yeah, hoc by the yeah. show because the show's like, hey, did you guys forget that your swords glow with a mysterious mystical power every other day? Like, maybe you should think about that during this discussion. It's like almost like the ghost himself was tired of the priest not having a good point, so he came in and made his point for him. <laughs> yep. Um, and if, as if to add a immediacy to that blow, the, the next time those two characters are alone, we get the age-old classic, did you know when someone dies, they immediately become like five whatever. Yeah, five, um, five ounces lighter. lighter or whatever. Yeah, um, which, you know, I will say, I it's a shame this thing has been overdone as much as it has because that's like a wonderful little thing to include in a uh, non-modern um, film or, or just, you know, any story at all. I think it's like a cool little set piece to be like, Oh yeah, we don't know why, but they get lighter. Like that's that's yeah. neat little fantasy, but it's just so overdone that like I, I I give me a different version of that, please. Yeah, yeah. Anything else? Like or you know, you could say something like uh it, it serves its You know, purpose. when someone's dead but they brought back when they're brought back like, you know, there's something missing, well, yeah, well, you know. It serves its purpose. No, it's fine. It, it serves its purpose for the conversation because it's really about the characters connecting with each other because the reason yep. the whole doctor and has this conversation or this specific point that he brings up with dead people being lighter and he's trying to basically tell the priest that despite the fact that he like is a very like uh, logic-oriented person with his scientific study, he still understands that there are very many unexplained things in the world and that it's not his business to go around saying what is and isn't true, only to only believe what he can and can't prove. So I, 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 basically, I, I saw that part of the conversation as the doctor basically conceding the fact that he understands that a lot of doctor people probably who have similar conversations come off as stuffy and uptight because they were like, oh, well, souls aren't real because I can't see one. He basically says, well, yeah. I, I, I will labor under the thought that they're not real because I can't prove that they're real. But the second I yeah. will, you know, I, I'll deal with it. And then here's an example of this unexplained thing that might even be like evidence to your point. I'm making a concession in the conversation where like, hey, you could be right even on my terms. So like it's not it's not a stupid conversation to have. No, it's it's not. It's, a, it's um, actually and genuinely I'm good it, writing. Yeah, yeah, I actually agree. really I think out of all these three episodes, I enjoyed their conversations the most because I think uh it, ju- it they just had the most to say in like out of everyone yeah, that talked. It, it feels like so a real far, conversation that people would have. And like that is not I, something you get to say a lot when you're watching anime. And like it's they, very didn't, they rare. didn't there was no jokes in there. There was no like, you know, there was no like ham fisted. They were just two people coming from two different sides of an argument. Just talking to each other about it. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. It wasn't brought up to be like, you know, the end all be all or ha ha, I got you right. It was here we are. And that's that. And it, then we'll move on. It also sets up the the final episode or episode six, rather. Well, um, because like it's revealed that the purple swords collect souls and then like, they're stored into like, <laughs> yeah. you know, a, like a reservoir. I told you. I told um, you is knockoff. I, t- I absolutely called it. Yeah. Only that was and my like, shot, but it, yeah. for what it's worth, it's obviously like a dumb set piece that we're just soul collecting, I guess. But they do set it up. Like, I, up until this point, I don't know if we were told that, were we given any hints that it was like in the swords there were souls? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, we were given hints, but the characters were still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, and like the biggest hint we found out before we found out what it actually was, was when the doctor was like, nothing about any of these people is special. And nothing about the sword is special, but we talked the last time we watched this, and 
JW and I had talked about it and I brought up that it was probably just knockoff souls. Like they were just souls pulled from, you know, rather than great warriors, it was just, you know, it was literally just soul energy yep. from anywhere. And in fact, it was. Now they're just anguished souls. Mm -hmm. And that's literally all they're doing yep. because you can hand that out in mass. It's not going to be in strong, but they have the numbers to just keep dipping swords in these souls and just sending them out to right. do you know, the work of the, of the mass demon. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. more specifically, when we first brought this up, we were like, okay, it seems pretty obvious that the whole point is that some part of the previous person owner of the sword is like in the sword, because even from the very first right. episode, we kind of understood that. But more importantly, it seemed like for a while that like you could only activate your sword. If some particular part of your motivation or the previous person's right. motivation were lining up, uh, that yeah. has been yeah. completely dropped now. Yeah, that's it, gone well, now. It's, it's been like, it still like tries to surface, but you're right, and they drop because um, when the doctor and priest were fighting, right, they sort of had that, that emotional moment where they were kind of lining up their thoughts with, I guess, the people that came before kind them. Kind of, yeah. But it's not, it's not really, you're right, it's not in the forefront. It doesn't actually matter just because they did it then. Now that's just kind of like the exception to the new rule, which is it doesn't matter. You can just kind of get the power up whenever the plot calls for mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, I. it's one of those things that I think the show is sort of better off not explaining it away and just being like, yep, the sword sort of just vibrates sometimes. Like, I, I don't know. I Obviously, it's bad writing that the, you know, the swords have to make things happen for you, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I will say that it's, it's set up around dialogue that is normally acceptable and, you know, character motivations that are normally acceptable. Like... There's definitely things that are problematic. Yeah. I, I really do really hate that we're still talking about this man murdering his father. Um, well, that, that's, but then you that's get, for some reason being turned into his entire like character arc right now. And I, that just don't, yeah. I don't get it. And it's kind of dumb. I get what they're trying Especially to go for. Especially because we had like a cool thing going on before with like him abandoning his like assassin guild to be like, no, I found like a new thing. I'm not doing that shit. And then like said assassin guild was like, okay, well, we're going to fucking kill you. Yeah. So like you could have run with that. Like he is sort of trying to redeem his character, but, but now it's just about his dad. I it's guess. about his dad because the thing they're trying to do is they're trying to make, compare and contrast the main character and uh, uh, blue Sasuke. Where the whole deal is that, like, uh, main character's dig is that he hates all samurai, which for some reason he lumps the bad guys and his own party in together with that. Not really sure why, but he hates people like that because they have power over life and death of others. So obviously he has sure. a really blatant and obvious reason to hate Blue Sasuke because Blue Sasuke is a is specifically an assassin. So, like, he's the upgraded version of exactly what he hates about samurai. Sasuke, on the other hand, hates the shit out of main character because main character is this idealist who thinks that he can solve the, pro the world's problems without killing people. And that's completely antithetical to everything that Blue Sasuke believes because Blue Sasuke expressly believes that pe most people who do anything even remotely bad are just completely unchangeable and that they death is like the only way of fixing the problems they cause. So, you know, that that's the setup they're trying to make it between these two characters. You had a good one with the Assassin's Guild overall, but the next one that they're trying to do is that they're trying to do the killing portion because the, the whole deal with the last uh, episode six of Bakumatsu is that uh, the main character is forced to kill somebody who he didn't want to kill uh, because he, like, by the evil, his by his evil brother. And this is probably the first time he's ever killed anybody 
let alone killed somebody who he didn't see as universally bad and unchangeable. So he's basically been forced to be brought down to Sasuke, Blue Sasuke's level, where Blue Sasuke is now starting to question his own idea about just killing people through like uh, the betrayal of the Assassin's Guild on him. Because the whole reason he didn't just immediately go back into the Assassin's Guild is that they had made some pretty obviously lie promises. Like they pretty obviously just lied to him when they said they would protect him because he gets arrested and is about to be executed and they do nothing to help him at all, even though they probably could do it pretty easily. So like they're trying to like, that's what the show is trying to do is it's right now. It's trying to pair off its characters, have them basically have these uh, foil, like normal person conversations with each other to try to get an understanding of all the characters that we have. Uh, rather than trying to have them all do it in a group together, which is kind of smart. They kind of shot themselves in the foot when they made fucking like seven of them or whatever, or eight of them. I don't know, seven, because the leader doesn't really count. But, you know, like, so when there's seven characters you're trying to fucking run through, it really just feels like we get maybe five minutes per pair. And, like, they have to be very quickly characterized. And most of their dialogue and conversations don't feel as human or as well-written as purple and green. Uh, Definitely. Purple and green are definitely the best. Red and blue, they're trying fucking hard. It's not really paying off, but at least it makes sense. Uh, Orange and yellow, uh, the, the fat guy who can write, and then the orange guy who used to be, like, I guess the leader of an orphan gang. They have zero character development at this time. That yeah, so like besides their new catchphrase, yeah, let's you, blitz them. Besides their brand new catchphrase, <laughs> let's blitz them. They had that catchphrase last time too. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, a little Is bit. But really? like uh, yeah. either way, I, point is like their pair I think off. I just noticed it. Their pair time. off feels like an afterthought. And then there's yeah, Pink Girl and this uh, cross-dressing assassin geisha guy. And like that, it's a shame because I like the Pink Girl and the geishas. Maybe interesting. Well, that that I think they both could be interesting characters, yeah. but I don't think they've had anything to say. Quite they yet. haven't done Agreed. anything interesting with each other. Like like yeah. no, no part of their conversations have brought out any real additional character in either of them. So again, no, like correct. we really just have the one pairing that seems to be serving its purpose. All the other ones are just yeah. weak. Yep, one is weak. One has a lot of potential, but nothing's there, and the other one probably will never go anywhere. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else happens in episodes? Oh, uh, I guess we can like wrap out just plot on this. Um, I, I kind of like this. I guess as a as a bit of context. Oh, yeah, it's, they're it's like locked into a basement. Oh, oh, you mean the plot point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just the plot point. Like it hits better than I feel like most baddies do. Which is basically, we have our blonde haired dude, which is the MC's uh, younger brother, who becomes like evil bad guy. I don't really know or care why he becomes bad guy. I really don't. But he like clearly knows the environment that he's in, which is in this like basement area. And he basically shows off how like these swords are harvesting souls, whatever. So they start up the fight and he clearly can't beat all of them, but he is testing them. And like each one of them has, well, not every one of them, but many of them have the ability to just like get away from him because although it's perfectly dark and he knows the area, um, the assassin's an assassin. So like, he's just good at hearing, I guess the doctor is like, you smell like blood, which is some bullshit, but I don't care because at least it sort of fits with the character. And then, like, the female one whose name is Akira, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, Akira. Um, she's just a good swordsman, so I guess expects it. Whatever. This part matters. And then they forget about the three other characters. 
Yeah, then they ignore all the characters that absolutely would die to him. Yeah, very, you know, like very objectively. Yeah, like if you if you tried hitting the MC, the monk, the guy who just has a gun, or Bo, the like dude with the broom, the fat guy every who one of those guys would get skewered. And apparently yeah. has a like can't talk good. Yeah, well, he's got to be dumb because he's fat. You yeah. know, that's he's just, just what you got to do. Yeah, <laughs> he's Kevin yeah. from the office. God damn. Oh that's no, a that's one, that's yeah. low, bro. <laughs> um. But anyway, well, I use many word when few word do. <laughs> I do like the setup on this though. It's just that basically the bad guy, while still like maintaining face, says like, "Well, fuck this," and he leaves, and he lights off kerosene, which it turns out this is supposed to be like a kerosene factory, which doesn't make any well, yeah, sense. It'd well, be underground, yeah, but whatever. Didn't they, didn't they say that this place was like jacking up the prices of kerosene? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Wasn't that part of the plot point? Okay. Yep. I, I vaguely remember it now. But, um, like, it is, it's a cool setup just for him to get away is all I'm really getting at. It's just that, like, it will kill the characters by locking them in this basement and then burning all the oxygen. Yep. And if the smoke doesn't kill them or the, the burning doesn't kill them, the lack of oxygen will. Yep. Um, and the way that they get out, which I, again, don't really hate this, um, it's a little up its own ass, but whatever. It's just that they, like, use kerosene all the way up these stairs. And at the base of the metal doors, they put, like, the doctor always has, like, TNT or whatever on him. Whatever. It's just gunpowder. It probably wouldn't mm-hmm. have worked, but he puts gunpowder on like this metal gate to get out of the basement, and they use that to get out. And they take a moment to explain that you have to be basically on top of that door right then because all the oxygen in the basement is basically going away. So if the oxygen from the gate bl- being blown open goes into the room, there will be a massive increase in the flames. Um, yeah, and the fire and from the explosion that they make will blow backwards instantly. I, yes, I that too. That from Rescue Heroes. Rescue Heroes. They had to Didn't drop an that. oxygen bomb to clear away uh, part of a fire, and then Billy Blazes ran in. So anyway, That's right. back to He point. definitely I learned was that okay. from my dad. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just thought it was like a neat little thing. Like it's It's rare that... You know, actually, that's unfair. It's often that we get explanations of why things need to happen in the moment. It's very rare that those explanations are necessary or even close to right. Um, So, like, the... um, What's that anime where, like, everyone gets... It's Dr. Stone, I think, right? Where, like, everyone's turned to stone. Okay, so, like, Dr. Stone is, I guess, a relatively okay anime from the people that tell me about it. Um, But often what I hear about it is, well, the science is all correct. And I'm like, well, that's neat that it's all correct. And like I, but who I cares? Lamb based, no. yeah, exactly. But who gives a fuck? Like our characters don't really need to know these things. Doctor Stone would just do it, and then like it would be over. It, it's, it, Whereas yeah. in this case, it matters that all of those things are going to happen to our characters with the fire. Like it matters that the explosion is going to happen, and it matters that the oxygen is going to rush in and create an even bigger firestorm. Yeah, like these are things that have to be said, or our characters will die. It's it's um, it's one it's of cool. those. It's it's like a fifteen year old's misunderstanding of what people like about shows. Like when yeah. you're a little kid, you're like, "Oh man, I love this show. The action is so good and so realistic." Like nobody actually wants realism. Realism is boring and annoying. <laughs> it's very boring, yeah. What they want... I stabbed, it's basically Monty Python and the Holy Grail when he just slashes the guy's arm only and then instead he would die. Like, it's yeah. just, aha, I've killed you. You're dead. What they want... Okay, that's the end of the show. Well, it, it's like, so it's like someone went into making Dr. Stone. It's like, I'm going to make a show all about, like, people making scientific, like, progress despite having to be reset to nothing. And they use that scientific progress to, like, beat the bad guys. Like, okay, 
I get your premise. Nobody cares if what they're doing is correct. What they care about is whether or not, one, they like the characters and what they do, because that's far more important. Two, whether or not what they do has any kind of internal consistency, which does not mean it has to be realistic. And three, that what they're watching is like exciting and fun. None of the realism generally doesn't even come into play. Internal consistency and realism are not the same thing. So like this is what children always gush about when they're when they'll watch like, I don't know, like Iron Man. They're like, oh, isn't it so crazy cool that he like sold missiles for the government, but then he got locked in that cave and he had to like use missile parts to make his armor. Like it doesn't matter that that doesn't make any fucking sense. We don't care whether or not it makes sense. All we care about is that we're learning something about the character, like integral to the character, and we're when we're rolling with it. When they get trapped in the basement and they're all going to burn to death, it doesn't matter whether or not the amount of kerosene or bombs down there would be enough to blow open the steel doors. All that matters is that we get to see a bunch of characters, like individual skills shine for a second. And more importantly, that we have something that seems internally consistent. Namely, that when locked in the basement, um, they didn't, like, big guy wasn't just able to push it open. Like, that's telling us something about that. He tries, but he's not strong enough. Okay, cool. We learned something. Like, and they're raising the stakes by having everyone, like, kind of give their bit. And then lastly, it's like the combination of two of them, the the scientist guy and like one other person who are like, oh, we can do this. But then just just remember, like this next bit's going to happen. Like there's going to be a wall of fire that comes at you. You got to be ready for it. And we got to run through it. Like we got to get through that. Like it's everybody gets a chance to be a character and interact with the situation and do something kind of like a game of D&D. And that's what makes it interesting to watch. If all this was was a guy silently yep. putting up a bomb against the door, blowing it open in two seconds and everybody running through the flame, you wouldn't fucking give a shit whether it was real or not because you wouldn't have been watching characters do character things. Same like if yep. all main character did was like stab guy and then unlock the door and let them out, like that would have been fine too. It's not because it would be more realistic because it certainly would have been, but it's just... You know, like you want an oppor- you want opportunities for characters to do things. So you invent these situations as the writer. So like this is this is the example of it doing it the right way. Whereas like a bad example is, oh, I don't know, in Dragon Ball Z where they have to constantly have tournament arcs because the writer physically, mentally cannot come up with reasons for these characters to be interacting with each other outside of someone posted something on the on the town hall that said, come punch him in the face for free in another dimension or whatever it's it's shit and like we yeah. it's very rare that we get to see this kind of like level of writing in this shit i yeah it stood out to me for sure um there's yeah you know what you already said it i don't really need to go that much harder into it it's very rare that we see this level of consideration and i i'm not about to say that it's over the top and it makes me want to watch this show more but I do think it's worthy of calling out because it shows that whoever's writing this is genuinely considering their characters within the world they live in. Yeah. And that's um, how you know it's not getting the attention it probably deserves. Yeah, and I, you know what? That's the thing. I will say, I, I would not watch this. I don't like Shonen, um, generally speaking. Many of, I guess there are some I do like, but you know, generally speaking, I don't really like them because they're kind of just low quality with the exact same storyline over and over again. Mm-hmm. 
This one is the exact same storyline, but it's not low quality. Like that is sort of the uh, what's what's that Italian word for like the everyone has their part and you know all their it's like the cannoli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a cannoli. Yeah, you got it, dude. Um, I know that Brian David Gilbert did a video about this. Basically, like everyone wore a ma- uh, wore a mask back in the day to like identify which like cliche you were, and the, like you would play off of the cliche. And anime does this stuff too. Is you know like you have the cliche, you have the trope for a reason. And we've talked a lot about this on the show. Um, but the nice thing about it is, people like having a familiar story. It lets you get attached to these things very quickly. It's what you do with those tools that matter. Uh, like, tropes themselves aren't a problem. It's, if is that the only thing you're doing? Well, then, who the fuck cares? You've, everyone's already done this before. But if you're giving us something new, or if you're giving us, like, a creative interpretation of those tropes, then great, it's cool. Now, honestly, it doesn't even need to be creative. If it's just well done, then it can also be good. Like, the perfect example is the doctor and the monk. We have seen these characters hundreds of times, yeah. but the execution of them is well done. Yeah. And like it, it deserves to be acclaimed when it is. Um, and that's the exact same thing for them getting out of this, like, you know, this dungeon thing is the world is real. These characters understand where they are. It's not that the, the doctor was just given a weapon that explodes because fuck you. Why would doctors fight with swords? That's true. I bet that's probably how it started. But yeah. like the, the writers didn't forget that he had bombs later on. It's come up several times that he's used a bomb as a distraction and not even like to genuinely like hurt well, because yeah. he's not that good of a fighter. The, the bomb like, stuff it's, is, it's cool. is like second it's to the fact that they took the trope of the evil doctor <coughs> and they put it in a show specifically where it makes sense to have because it's all about bad guys being turned into good guys. Obviously yeah. in a setting like that, the whole point is that you come up with reasons why these bad guys either a aren't so really that bad, which obviously is happening most of the time here, but also why their bad guy skills are actually important for someone who wants to be a good guy to have. And in this case, they're doing a very good job specifically with this doctor character of showing why being like a, a, a quote unquote evil doctor can give you an advantage because if you, have a much looser code of ethics about what you are and are not allowed to do, you are able to learn a lot more. So there's a lot of things you can do with this evil doctor character. You know, specifically, he's like, hey, I'm researching euthanasia because I believe that poison and medicine are very similar. Like, that's that's a thing that makes sense to people. Because on the one hand, you're like, okay, bad doctor, doctor, no kill. But at the same time, maybe sometimes it's okay to kill. And acknowledging that makes you potentially a better doctor. But like a lot of these other characters don't have such a strong characterization. Monk, like, and I'm, I'm not 100% sure on it, but it seems like Monk might be generically religious person who doesn't share a lot of the like dogmatic um, rigidity with general things that come with spirituality. Like I would say he's spiritual and not overly religious in the sense that he doesn't seem to have a huge allegiance to any one religion and he doesn't follow the tenets like to the letter, like a, like a zealot would in any other kind of show, but he is still a religious person in the sense that he believes in what, you know, you could say a whole lot of religions tend to have in common, given that everyone's supposed to have the opportunity to be, uh, have a better life when they die. And if they are a better person in life, they will 
be rewarded. It's a very, very basic, loose outline of what most religions tend to follow. So like, okay, that's something I can work with. I, you understand instantly why he was persecuted for what he believes, but also why he's still kind of a good person for it. You know, like that, that's the whole bit. It's a, it's a trope as old as time, but we're getting interesting characters out of it. So like, like you said, it's, it's not about whether or not you're using a trope. It's about whether or not you're using those tropes to craft a unique story. And they're actually somewhat succeeding at crafting a, uni- a unique story yeah. here. Yeah, I, I think that um, there are always little signs I look for when I'm watching something. Um, and I don't like have a list or anything. But it's little stuff like the conversation that happens between the doctor and the monk. I almost breezed over it because I was like, okay, this just sounds like stuff I've heard before. Mm. But then I remembered what I was watching and realized that like, no, you know what, we're, we're being... We're being given a moment with two characters that, like, most shonens probably wouldn't bother to give us. And it's not just showing you that, like, oh, these guys are good people. No, it's like taking two people that are, like, theoretically supposed to be opposed to each other and they find common ground. That's that's something Common ground that makes sense. Specifically because in any other anime, this would be, I'm religious. I'm not. You're wrong. People go to heaven to when they're good. Uh, you're wrong. Yeah. People, the eye, the blight leaves their eyes when they die. I've watched it. I've come to it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they, there's <laughs> an easy way the, for this conversation to emphasize their character traits and for them to be significantly less likable or understandable as characters. Yeah. And I think it helps that the characters are older, too, because, like, the doctor specifically is probably well, the oldest guy there other ages. than, like, the guy with the gun. Yeah. That too, but I guess what I was saying there is just that, like, the doctor is not, you know, a college student that is like, all religions are wrong. He's like, dude, I don't know. Yeah, like, he, if science proved it, then sure. Like, but, like, science hasn't. Right. So I'll just remain ambivalent until then. He is a character, um, not a caricature. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yep. And so is the monk. By the way, I, I know I was kind of making fun of this earlier, but I do think it's a good moment is when the monk walks up to that woman who had her hands like crossed in like formal Christian prayer. She he was like, Hey, you know, like you're doing it that's wrong. wrong. Well, no, you're she, fucking it up. She had she had her hands in, in the in the Buddhist. He came up and all the rest of the Buddhist people went away with yeah. their beads. Yeah. And she was still standing there with her arm with her palms clasped together. And he said, oh, you had a Buddhist. He's like, but shouldn't you really do this? And then clasped his hands, fingers interlocked and said, don't worry, I'll stand in front of you and we'll give him the burial that you would like to give him. Yeah. Well, how so did he know like, she was Christian? He figured it out through other clues, I think. <coughs> the okay, hand I thing I mean, was just his suggestion to rectify what he had already learned. Yeah. Okay. I, for the record, I, the yeah. the exact details on that matter less well, than yeah, what it, uh, it, it is a bell. A perfect, you know, like it's yeah. telling you that the characters are real. It's a perfect like example of why like actual logic, reason, you know, realism doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter how he figured out she was Christian. I mean, like I, I'm not saying it would have been a bad thing if we had a better explanation, but basically the explanation doesn't matter. All that matters is the mm-hmm. character moment we got out of it. Yeah, that, yeah that, and he's not. That's how like they should serve each other, not the other asshole. way around. Yeah, yeah. you don't you don't put in re, uh, like realism and then expect to get good character moments. You put in good character moments and then you use reason to tie them together, or yeah. or uh, you know realism potentially. Oh, you know, before I forget, there was there's one other character beat in here that um, I actually think this was a little less well executed, but it was a good idea. 
Um, MC is like forced to be off the mission, so he ends up like getting drunk. Or no, that's actually two different moments. No, he's like real really. bummed about how his brother. It's, it's I guess a, it's, it's the a same story episode. Whatever. It's the storyline, basically. Like that, okay, that, it's a story. There's line. a line of decisions and actions that all kind of tie together very easily. So, like, basically, this this one dude runs into him at a bar, um, or whatever you would call that, and both MC and him get drunk and are like, "Hey, you know what? We have a lot in common with each other." And like, it's revealed later on that you know this guy is a part of like the plot, quote unquote, um, you know, to like take over Japan or whatever. We still don't really understand what they're trying to do, but who cares? Um, and then you know the reason why this guy does everything he does is basically because he's trying to like make a good path for his sister. Um, which is like, all right, that's cool. And we clearly have a parallel for our main character. Well, the main character has to kill him in order to like make it through, um, to get like to save his buddies in the basement. Um, and it's like a little fast. I wish we'd like seen this grow a little. Um, but, but it's still like, okay. Again, I feel like in lesser anime, we would just never have even been given that at all. Oh God. Yeah. In Um, lesser anime, even the main characters don't have moments this clandestine. Like you don't have, Yeah, I I don't feel, I feel like we've watched a couple shonens right now. Like we watched the, um, the fucking Musashi one where they had to fight the demons and God, that really doesn't narrow it down. Uh, sure where, where they had to where they had to mine rocks like remember they they were all competing in school to be the best miner oh yeah oh, that yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah. Uh, frick the one where they had the motor yeah yeah the motorcycle yeah, yeah. Uh, all right that one narrowed it down <laughs> i don't i don't remember the name of it <laughs> just, it's yeah so the second i got halfway through that sentence i'm like well that's not narrowing it down very oh, much boy, yeah I, you know the shonen where they fight okay, demons <laughs> oh let me let me scroll As down the list uh, but uh, yeah, like that one, there was not a single fucking moment in the entire show that felt as real, well written as this one conversation between two people ever. Not, and, I, and as a result, the show's characters were just completely fucking unlikable and not even worth speaking about. And I imagine that that Shonen show probably isn't doing very well. I, I would hope to God it's not doing very well. Rusted armor. Rusted armor, yeah. But, but like, oh, Jujutsu Kaisen, on the other hand, also really doesn't have any good character moments in it. But you can still point no, to it and true. say, this is a great shonen because it's never really... With shonen, most of the time, it's not about the characters at all. The characters take a back seat to just action schlock. And, yeah. like, I, I, it's not that there's anything wrong with Jujutsu Kaisen overall, but its characters are fucking no, no. weak. I find it ironic that there's a probably a very high likelihood that Jujutsu Kaisen is immensely popular, but this show probably doesn't really have probably is about as successful as uh, Rusted Armor. The, and but like that, and that's I just a that's a cruel injustice because shows yeah. like this deserve to be given way more chances than any of the fucking garbage we end up watching like season after season. As much as no, I, this is significantly yeah. better than most of the things we watch. Yeah, no doubt. Jujutsu Kaisen. I forgot. I thought I remembered that Jujutsu Kaisen got a movie that was in yeah. like theater, and that's how you know they're making um, the money in March of this year. So, Definitely. Yeah. There's probably a store somewhere in Japan where they sell nothing but Jujutsu Kaisen shit. I wouldn't doubt it because that's what they do, I guess. Well, you know, we have tons well, of Disney stores. That's America, true. Well, so. that's true. We don't have a we don't have a fucking Pikachu store. No, you go to a you I go mean, to a particular mall. Close. I, I guess, but like we don't have a one piece store. You're like, 
I mean, that no, is we true. Have, yes. We have like Spencer's and Hot Topics. No, but that's not one like, show. Well, that's what I mean. Like, no, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's like that's as far narrow as we get to where it's, you know, besides Disney, there's nothing else that. And I even think Disney that's... is a bunch of things, but at least it's one, you know, entity. You know, it's Disney. Mm. At um, least as so, far yeah, as their, yeah. like, commodity consumption, the Japanese seem to go way harder in the ride-or-die category than Americans do for a particular yeah. intellectual property. Like, I, the closest you're going to get here is Marvel. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we go hard on Marvel, but we don't go hard. Like, there, there's not a Captain America. Ma- maybe you, know, like a, maybe uh, you can Marvel get story. close with, like, Batman and Superman. Like, characters that... Yeah. Are, are like entities unto themselves as far as an intellectual property goes that they dwarf the entire like landscape that they used to exist in to, to an extent like where like you can go to a one piece fucking like restaurant in Japan and you're like, wow, that is so far and away from the source material, you know, that you would think it would be connected to. So like, I guess that's about as, uh, as much of a comparison as you're going to get to. But yeah, so I think that we're, for what it's worth, I think we're sort of comparing. It's not like apples to oranges, but I think it's just like two different versions of the well, same well, beast. I, like what the whole point of the conversation is that they, it really feels like this show isn't going to get a whole lot of interest, and I think that's agreed. wrong. And I think, in no small part, one of the reasons that it's not going to get as much interest is because it actually has good writing, and it seems like the, the popular mangas really shy away from that like on purpose yeah especially the shonen stuff that it, there's at least a perception as far as i can tell from the things that they're producing that writing is for adults you know what i mean like good conversations between characters that's that's too much that's over their head they gotta they gotta punch each other and have way too high of a budget that's that's how we make a good shonen show you know what i mean I don't know. I, yeah. I I think it's just a shame that it just doesn't seem like there's any confidence in it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, frankly, a lot to do with the fact that the set pieces aren't good. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, do you know how many times we see on Reddit, like, yeah, it's it's just like... This isn't going up on the Sakuga like, fucking Reddit. Yeah, this isn't going up on yeah. the montages. Because, like, the, what do you see? Like, you see fucking uh, fate shit come up all the time. I, I've seen clips of fate fights innumerable times those shows are fucking awful but these fights I've never bothered yes, they, they dump their goddamn money into those fights and they will never not be popular that and they came from a yeah. fucking porn novel but you know whatever it's yeah. yeah i don't i don't bother with fate it, every once in a while i sort of think to myself well you know maybe i should like at no. least have a look um but then i'm like nope nope i don't want to i'll, I'll kill it for you some funny moments, oh no but that's they all have funny moments they, they fate is really about being like jojo's but history yeah where like you fight instead of with stand powers with a gross misunderstanding of historical figures but like and like that sounds fun but it's it's really not as much fun as it sounds because yep. you got your fights and your characters are just fucking boring. Just really yep. fucking boring. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. I think we're done with this one. Yeah, I think we're done. I I will say I it really is a fine show and I I don't I don't know if I would say it's like too good to be on the pod or anything like that. No. But it is a fine show. Um, if someone ever told me they like this, I would not really I, look at I them any weirder than before. I would not have a problem before. with that human being. And that is no. also something we don't get to say much here. 
That is also true. Because most of what we watch yeah. raises some uncomfortable questions about your person. When you when you tell me you're a fucking huge ass fan of Harem in the Labyrinth of Another World, I I call the fucking police. I get Jesus on the line because only one person is going to be able to save you from what I'm about to do. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Here I fucking come. Oh, man. I see we're back to frontier justice. Well, yeah. I hey, it never left. It's just, it never left, but <laughs> went dormant. you never mean to hang bast- hang mean bastards, but mean bastards, you need to hang. When, when I, when I, when you seize them, you got to seize it or calls it. You got to cause it like I seize it. Call, calls it like I seize yeah, call, it. That's what I was trying to set up there. Calls it like <laughs> I flubbed that one pretty bad. Anyway, so like ham is mine and harem is, I guess, in a way, the other end of the spectrum, really. In that this is the kind of show that I th- I know we say it before and we'll say it again, but like this is the show this podcast was made for, in the sense that this is the kind of shit like Monster Girl Doctor or uh, a fucking Plunderer, where a person there comes a time when a human being is so sheltered, so completely, is so completely separated from normal human society that they write. An unholy manifesto that feels like it was written by the horniest, like most racist alien to ever invade planet Earth. And Harem is another perfect example of that. Uh, if you don't fucking remember, it's entirely the story and literally entirely the story of a man who dies in a nondescript way. Right. We don't even know how he dies. Right. We skip that. And, yeah, I literally don't think they Right, do right, yeah, because I remember saying I don't even get the pleasure of watching him die. Uh, he just wakes up. He wakes up in another world that's exactly like a video game where the entire plot of the story is that he can have a slave, a sex slave. That's it. Every single aspect of this show revolves around that central premise. He has a sex slave. He wants a sex slave. He wants more sex slaves. He only does things to get more money to buy a sex slave. Now he's only doing more things to protect the slave owner who sold him the sex slave. He, you know, it, everything is revolved around fucking slavery. It is absolutely deplorable in every plausible way. And in that, it is also the horniest and most disgusting thing of all time. Because if you thought it was bad enough that he bought a sex for the sole purpose of fucking it and then occasionally using it to make more money, uh, he genuinely believes that because he has purchased this human being that she loves him. And more importantly, we get scene after scene after scene of this woman being 110% raped. Yes. Yep. There, it is grotesque. It is. Th- there are so many different ways that we've seen this pretty much exact thing happen. We have seen shows where a guy and a girl are forcibly paired up in a romantic setting for reasons yep. that aren't their own. And like yep. we're at level one of rapiness, like meet cute that maybe go a little fucking far. Then yeah, on I mean the, one's on the yeah. on the pod this season. Yeah. Well, or no, no, that was last season. Whatever. Oh, I mean per, step, oh, no, step step mom's mom. daughter. That, like, yeah. That's that's a yeah, that's yeah. a meet cute that went wrong. 
Yeah, no, that's you're right. gross. That's mom. a gross meat cube. Yeah. But I get it. Anyway, what the fuck is a meat cube? What are you I, talking about? We talked about? about this already. In in rom coms, the whole one one of the pinnacle like scenes in any rom com is when the two future couple characters meet each other for the first time, and that it has to be this cute like quirky interaction that plays up their own personalities to 11. And then the joke is that they call it a meet cute because it has to be like this cute meeting, which like anime have too, like when they're running down the street with toast in their mouth and they headbutt each other turning a corner. Like that's a meet cute. Yeah. Okay. But then like they'll, they'll take it to 11 sometimes in shows and movies where it's like, I need a prostitute to pretend to be my husband at a wedding. And then they meet. It's like, Whoa, I walked in on you fucking another guy <laughs> like wow that's our meat cute and i go oh my god oh my god oh my god and then like throw a towel on him but it's getting held up by his erect penis meat cute i just wrote one hollywood take my ideas <laughs> <laughs> so i took a male prostitute to my fucking sister's wedding what are you gonna do shoot me also i'm a spider i just wrote a light novel bada bing publish me point is is uh all right, I get a, it now. A gross, a gross meat cute. That's level one. Level two is this guy. We, we go beyond the meat cute, and their relationship is based on something that is like genuinely uncomfortable. For example, pretty woman back and and rent a girlfriend, where a man is basically hiring an emotional prostitute to get over his ex, and decides that he's going to pursue romantically the prostitute that he's hiring extremely problematic relationship between the two of them that makes it extremely dubious that anyone can like reasonably consent to what is going on. One woman is being paid to pretend to like you and you're a fucking dumbass and you're believing it. So like that's, that's a fucking problem. The next level up from that is when we have relationships that theoretically could be okay if it wasn't for the specific people that we're talking about. Now we're into the like, uh, 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 what do they call that? Hero X hero or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, super hexeros. Super hexeros. Super he- no, no, it was, remember it was super Su- Superheroes. Superheroes with an X in the middle because That's fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, superheroes is like, Two people whose powers are derived from getting naked are both underage and not really that into each other. This situation is just disgusting. It is very clearly just for the ogling eye of the viewer, and the characters in the show don't even appear to like each other in any capacity. I'm just watching what is like we're getting we're inching closer and closer just genuine rape. Then, oh, this is like the uh, the mech anime one where uh, it came out with Darling, Darling, Darling in the Bronx. In the Bronx. Exactly. I guess Darling is a step down or it's pretty close. No, it's though, about the same situation where it's like we're putting underage people into an expressly sexual situation and they don't even really like each other. Like yeah. you're basically just saying that they are raping each other, but they have to. Also, literally the the woman, the, the female character, I guess she's not even a woman, the girl um, of that yeah. show is so abusive with her lovers that they they die. die. They die. She's like, like a succubus. I, like, it, like, it's, okay. it's all just fetish bait shit. But then we got the yeah. next step up is where we get to like fucking, um, oh God, uh, Jobless Incarnation, uh, Mushoko Tensei. Mushoko, Mushoko Tensei, Tensei oh, yeah. just has rape. It's just rape. But the whole theoretical theme of the show is that he's supposed to be getting better as a person from being a rapist. Theoretically, if you had the writing chops, 
you could pull off a story like this. But these people do not have it. The people who write Mushoku Tensei do not fucking have it. And it is abundantly clear throughout the show that this rape is fan service. And that's fucking disgusting. Yeah. But And you would think that that's about as high as it could go. Right? Wrong. We have managed to break the fucking glass ceiling of rape in anime. And now we have motherfucking harem in the labyrinth of another world. Where expressly the entire premise of the show is that the man is raping a slave that he owns. And only through the diseased, demented mind of the writer is this okay. This is, I don't know if you just saw what the producer put in the chat. A body pillow and four-piece bedding set of the rape victim of the show. Yes. Insane. People who like this are on the top of the list. If this is, if this is, if I'm fucking Robespierre and we are cutting the heads off of the French nobility, you are first in fucking line. You are Catherine the fucking great. You are the most hated person here. Ask them for their opinion of mortar because they're going to be looking at a wall. That's yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker. I want you to tell me what the bottom of this fucking basket looks like. Your head is going to fucking roll off of your goddamn neck. I physically find you detestable. I hate you. I just to add to what Jay's saying, um, because I feel the need to actually say something specifically. This is gotta be the worst shit I've ever watched. At least on this, on this podcast. I mean, I I don't even know what else would be worse. And It's important to know why it's important to know why, because a lot of people are going to say that stuff like, uh, like um, a redo of Healer, or or the first episode of Goblin Slayer, or or like even some like the the rape scenes in Game of Thrones are just as bad. You are objectively wrong, and it is yeah. very important that you understand why you are worse. Why I hate you when I don't hate the rape scenes in Game of Thrones. First of all, the rape scenes in Game of Thrones are expressly delivered by, and this is crazy, bad human beings. Two, there is such a thing as the camera's perspective. Namely, that as a viewer, you have a perspective that is unique to the show being watched. There are characters within the show that do not exist that have their own perspectives. If a character in the show has a perspective in which they think it's okay to rape another character in the show, there are ways that you can deal with that because it is far more important that you realistically define and deal with that character's perspective than it is for you to also simultaneously... But, like, the point is that when you put that in there, like, uh, fucking Khal Drogo raping Daenerys on their wedding night, like, that's, yeah, that's yeah, shitty. Yeah. That's, that is objectively a real. shitty thing. It's also objectively yep. shitty that in the books, she falls in love with him. That's yep. shitty. However... That's also not good. <laughs> right. But the point of this interaction is for it to be shitty. But more important is yeah. it... Like, it's not just because it's supposed to be shitty that it's okay, but because there is a camera perspective. There is a reader perspective. When you are reading the rape scene, well, one, it's not a rape scene in the book, but like, point is, is that when you are viewing it, you as the viewer, as the consumer, as the person on the other side of the screen, you are watching this in horror. 
This is terrible to see. The camera treats it like something that is horrible. It shoots it from an ugly, unappealing, unsexy angle. It is not meant to be sexy. It is meant to be the opposite. People are upset visibly about what is happening to them. That triggers the empathy cells in your diseased weeb brains. And it's supposed to make you think, this sucks. This is terrible. This doesn't seem fun or sexy or like enjoyable. I want to stop watching, but I can't. That's that's the point of some of this. Similar to like when Hannibal will scoop out a human being's brains and eat it. You're not thinking, damn, that looks good. The camera yeah, right. is showing yeah. you something horrible on purpose. And now we gotta we have to talk about the reason why that isn't like no that yes yes it is, is you're right like, because this this part matters like the camera I, uh, this is the first time i've ever had to skip part of an anime yeah. this is it is awful yeah. they literally paint it the camera's perspective paints this as if it is a loving scene between yeah. two people yeah. and like there's no other way of saying it i just while also I, there's, including there's literally all the harm hallmarks of very real rape they yeah. are so very precise in having real fucking emotional tells for example and this is i think this is the only time i'm going to be able to stomach talking about an example uh the the slave owning rapist main character brings in his slave for the first time into the bedroom after getting a single bed in the room uh specifically well he did technically ask for a point is point is is that they gave him one this is their first scene together in their bedroom Correct. This is the first, yes. The first thing that the MC does is start ordering her to do things that are uncomfortable, like sit on the bed next to me. You're going to sleep with me in this bed. You have to. Wouldn't it feel cold and uncomfortable on the ground? That doesn't sound right. So he plays up what he wants her to do like it's her idea. So and the he, camera makes it seem like he's doing a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, 100%. like well, you shouldn't sleep on the floor. Like you should sleep in a bed. You're a person. The camera Why you sleep in the, the bed. The camera doesn't even really make him seem like a good person because it makes it very clear that he has ulterior motives to all of this. Yes, that's true he too. knows what he's doing, and this is gets, becomes even more clear in a second where. Uh, she explains to him that she only has this one set of clothes and the maid outfit that she served him tea in once. Uh, from, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so he says, oh, that sucks. We should buy you some new clothes. She goes, oh, thank you. That would be very nice. He buys her new clothes. And at one point, she says, hey, um, c- can we buy some underwear? Because I, again, only have one pair and... That's a little gross and demeaning. He goes, of course, that, that would, it would be rude of me not to. So like he's doing good guy things. He buys her these new, this new pair of underwear. Later on, the girl says that she's going to start cleaning swords. Specifically, and I cannot, I cannot shit you this enough. She specifically starts cleaning swords because he tells her to just get naked in front of him. She goes, oh, uh, 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 actually, we should be maintaining our equipment. Don't you think that's a great idea? Yeah, she says she, she says there's still light she outside, fucking, so she yeah, has to like, yeah. use she that She fucking panics, visibly yeah. panics, and says tries to change the subject off of her having to take her clothes off and get into bed with him. He says, oh, okay, yeah, I guess so. While she's doing it, she says, oh, I don't have anything to clean this with. Can I use some of my dirty clothes? And he goes, yeah, that's a good idea. 
do it right now. And she goes, um, but like I have to take them off right now in order to do that. He very clearly understands in an internal monologue that she is uncomfortable getting undressed in front of him. He forces, he directly orders her to do it anyway, ogles her while she does it. While thinking, I shouldn't do this. And then she notices him ogling her. Yeah. And then it's like, oh shit, but I, I can't stop. Yeah. Yeah, she's my property. Yeah. Yeah. But there there is no angelic option. His first instinct is to not treat her like shit. And then he goes, Oh, wait a minute, she's not human. Whatever. I own her. She's my slave. I, I, I bought her for this purpose. Why can't I just do it? The I I'm not gonna go into any more examples because they really are just this disgusting. But every They're single really instance grotesque. between them is exactly like this. He coerces her in any way that he possibly can. And they write this in. On purpose, yeah. this woman is written to be in love with her slave master. We've seen yeah. this before. It's disgusting. But at the very least, when when it's told to me over and over again and beaten over my head that it's consensual, I at least have to believe them. This is expressly not consensual. It is written on purpose to not be consensual. And it is yeah. very, very clear from the way the camera and the perspective of the viewer, uh, from the perspective of the viewer, that this is supposed to be hot. This, oh yeah, oh yeah, is this is absolutely revolting. Yeah, they very, very specifically, the camera is shooting this as if it is a hot thing to be doing. Like the the part that I ended up skipping. So like I I was trying to stomach this, and it's it's so morose. I mean, I don't even know if that's the right word. It's disgusting for sure. Like. There's a moment where, like, they set these two up as if they're going to fuck, like, lovers. Where, like, you know, he's being very gentle with her. And, you know, you know, mm-hmm. fucking sucking her nipples and shit or whatever, right? Well, like, after whatever. ordering like, her to do to, like, st- things she's uncomfortable with. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, all of it in juxtaposition with itself. Because at one moment, he's, like, literally, like, it won't, the, the music cuts out and he's, like, strip. Yeah. And, like, then they start fucking after that. And, like, again, they clearly understand the fucking power dynamic because of that order. Like, he can literally order her to do this shit, and they have no problem with continuing the sex scene in the light they do. And then they go on to start fucking, and there's a, like, I swear to God, guys, I think it was a 20-second long shot of just their hands holding, and that was the only thing we see while her hand in his is bouncing. Yeah, because he's clearly raping her. It was like 20... I just skipped it. I couldn't do it. We should... You know, for the record, we should honestly put a fucking trigger warning on this episode. Nah, I mean... Like, I know we've joked about that before, but, like, this shit is grotesque. Look, look, if you're the kind of person who gets triggered by, like, conversations of rape and sexual assault, you don't watch fucking anime. I don't know, man. You don't watch fucking anime. This shit is so bad. I don't understand how you can. Honestly, I mean, I don't know either. I, 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 I look, I'm fine to do it. Like, it, it, like some, look, look, we got like zero fucking viewers. Let's be honest here. But sure, if yeah, any yeah. one of them wants to say like, yeah, you should put that on there, I'll do it. It's fine. I don't mind. It really costs me nothing. It's not a, but like, yeah, genuinely, yeah. I would want to ask anyone 
of that that very basic question, like not in an accusatory way. Like, how can you watch anime? How? How can you do it? It's it, it seems fucking impossible to me. I and this is like the and it just goes beyond people who, um, uh, uh, like have this particular trigger, like emotionally. How how can anybody watch this? I I'll, I I don't know. And the only thing. I, I don't. I don't know it's either. Just, it's I just, just so disgusting. This is this is by far the most outside of the the so box disgusting. that we have. Like, I obviously many of them have approached it, right? Like the the fucking blue, not blue exorcist. What, what was it? It was the the one about vampires where. Oh like, uh, yeah, yeah. Cur- uh, like, case study of Vanitas. Yeah, um, that show is also literally just sexual assault pushing on rape. Um, I don't think he ever literally rapes her, but he absolutely sexually assaults her um, a lot. So like. And that one was big within the anime community, briefly, but it was big. So, like, clearly these things get traction on some level. I, For the record, I don't think Harem would be the kind of thing that would ever gain, like, mainstream traction because it's just properly hentai. Um, and that's sort of like, um, what was that one where it was, like, basically just them fucking every single, like, species they could find? Um, uh, I know what you're talking about. Really I don't big, remember the name of it. It was like big as like a joke because like it was clearly hentai, but it was like being run as like anime and stuff like that. Whatever. I anyway, Mike, I interrupted you a mile ago. I just this is the one that it's just it's just so over the top, absolutely rape and absolutely power dynamics that I I just feel like we have to like I it's it's just disgusting what I what we had to watch. I, mm-hmm. What the fuck were you saying, Mike? Anywhere but here, please. Uh, um, <laughs> sorry. The the only thing that I could um, that I could think of why it it did that lover scene the way it did um, was because if you if you watched redo of Healer, which I did, if you watched like the edited one, there's a lot of times where it just kind of cuts away and it implies that a lot of bad stuff is oh, happening yeah. in the background. But it doesn't show you, so I'm just wondering if that is part of the censorship rather than um, just a weird. I mean, either way, it's horrible. But I'm just trying to figure out because you're right. Like 20 seconds on the hands was weird, so I'm just wondering if that was part of the censorship and the oh, scene no, is actually sure. a you lot know, worse. Sure. No, that's, that's a censorship. Like, that, that could um, be. No, it. I agree with yeah. that 100. I, I am almost 100 percent sure that okay. the reason no, that, that um, they uh, that, that they had to do the zo- hand zoom in. Is because the scene that's actually happening on screen is uncensorable. Otherwise, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I, like that's that's the porn. It, section. it makes it. It probably makes it worse. I, well, no, it, like, it does. But like, I would like to remind everybody that when we started this and we picked this uh, this um this anime, they every complaint was that it was censored. Like, I I just I just need that to sink in for a second. That like. Everybody's problem with this was that oh, that that it, okay, they wait, didn't wait. get to see the rape, like literally. Quote: We have three things written down. Relax and let the libidos take over. I remember a lot of those ones being written. Just relax. Um, yeah. And then I remember one that was episode four is mask off. I remember writing there was one person that said that. No, but it said and episode there was six one other was person. mask off. Which is weird because I don't remember anything in episode. No, four. Six. Was it four? Which is weird. Yeah, we have four oh. written down at least. Oh, okay. Well, then I th- that makes perfect sense then. Which is that makes a lot. Which more is sense, the, that's, that's so, like, the one, one where he just full on rapes. It. Like that. That is a mask yeah. off moment. Really. Like, that, that, is that is the moment where the show just drops all pretense of being about anything other than a guy's rape fantasy. Yeah. 
And then the last thing we had written down was at least Shield Hero has good slavery. I don't remember exactly the context on that one. Um, like, I, I don't remember if we were just paraphrasing or something. No, that I, that um, was pretty much what it said, because it said specifically that the world building in this is trash because the slavery doesn't make any sense, unlike Shield Heroes. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of one of those, like, it's not what they intended to say, but it's like this perfect gotcha moment where it's abundantly clear that either they don't actually have a problem with slavery being depicted or specifically that they don't have a problem with slavery being depicted in a positive light. They just have a particular problem with how this one did it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's it's a, one of the good ones or one of the bad ones style argument where the fact that there are good ones and bad ones wasn't really uh, what the conversation was about. Uh, It's about whether or not motherfucking has to uh, put in a goddamn like rape fantasy show again. And you're like, yeah, they do. But like, could they at least do a good job? No, no, no. They, they're doing a bad fucking job both times. You're, you're, just, you're just desperately trying to cover for it. Like, you're like, oh, this is a bad quality version of a story I like. But like, that's not absolving you of the fact that you are defending this garbage. You know, I guess the only thing to, to back you up on this is that of those three bullet points, I remember one person mentioned episode four. One person mentioned the shield hero thing. And there were so many people, like you said, that were like, what the fuck? Why is it covered? Yeah, why is it censored? Like, so many people. The the only consolation I can have out of this, and it's also cursed, is that it's mostly young viewership watching this shit, and maybe they don't have good enough ethics to realize the problems here. But that said, though, that's also fucking cursed, because now we have vun- young viewership watching this and thinking this is acceptable hentai. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't, I, I just, I don't know how to fucking spin this. There, like, there's I, no way around it. I, I, and, there's no way to do and this. And to be clear, like, there, there, let me, let me put it this way. On Pornhub right now, you cannot search rape. However, I didn't know no, that. it's not on there. Uh, there, no there is no rape-labeled porn on Pornhub because, for obvious reasons, they want to make it abundantly clear that when you're watching like BDSM porn, it is not yeah, a rape yeah. fantasy. Right. And like little things like that mean so much more than I think people appreciate because this is this is a porn website. There is nothing censored about this website. Like, there is nothing censored about Pornhub. People want... Like, the reason this is censored is because it's porn. Uh, uh, the reason... What's this fucking bullshit called? Harem is, is censored is because it's porn. Just straight up porn. Everybody knows it. Nobody's like... N- nobody has a problem with it. I don't have a problem with porn existing. I don't have a problem with porn being about these kinds of power dynamics that theoretically a master and slave relationship could be the central theme. I have a problem with porn that objectively tells you that rape is a good thing. Yes. That's yeah. it. And and like people will say like what's the difference? What's the difference? You have all this like BDSM porn on Pornhub. What's the difference? The difference is in the messaging. Because at the very least, one, when I am watching like BDSM pornography, both of the people in this fucking video are consenting adults. That means more than you clearly are willing to admit. Also, they have signed a contract where they are getting paid. Also, they are real human beings. Also, they have a say in what dialogue they are made to say. 
They are, they are as much writers as actors for the most part. Or they yeah. can just say no if they're you know, like trying to be told to say something they're not comfortable with. They, that is not here. Because no. this is fake, there is no other way through this. Because there is one man, one animator, one producer, one director, and they are all making these characters say and do whatever they feel like. So they are putting them in objectively terrible situations on purpose because they think that it's hot. No woman, even with a BDSM kink, is going to think this is fucking hot. I would hope to God that no man would think this was hot either with a BDSM kink. Because no, God, no. anyone with those kinks who is a like emotionally developed person would be able to tell the difference. You know what I mean? Um, like I, I do. I need I to be able to believe that this is possible, and I genuinely believe that it is because I have Pornhub banning the word rape. Like I, I understand why that happened, why it was necessary, why it was done, and why they should be applauded for it. And we're sitting over here in the fucking Stone Age, watching just the most vile shit. And the, I, the only thing that pisses me off as much as the as thinking about the person who wrote this is thinking about the legions and legions and legions of disgusting fucking people on the internet who are writing the comments that we're reading. Hey, uh, did you see the one producer? Yeah, the posted? one producer just went, which was, I expect, this is a quote from a, from a post. I expected it, but I'm still pretty disappointed to find Harem Labyrinth has been so heavily censored on Crunchyroll. There's not po- much point in watching an anime like this when 99% of its peel is now gone. Oh my God. That, it's so, it's so flagrantly mask off. I will not be surprised when there is a mother's basement video about how good this is. I that that is I it's am, the lowest of the low. I am done on this. I condemn it in the highest order I possibly no, can. No, no, there is one other thing to say about this Fine. show. And it's the only thing that is worth talking about other than what we were just talking about. And that is the funny part at the end of episode 6. So, Oh, in God. almost yeah, okay. a slapstick turn of fate, <laughs> the show has done a 180. Because, oh my God! Yeah, because this. we, Jesus yeah, yeah, because we knew from the beginning that this was going to be an awful show with awful people written by awful humans. I'm, I, I called for their death already. You know, like we, we couldn't get any worse. So, but it did get funnier. Now we mentioned before that one of the funny things about the censorship here is that they will randomly censor words, and they will censor them in a way where you have absolutely no idea what they were trying to censor. It's not like when when Samuel L. Jackson is on screen and he says, you stupid beep, like, oh, he said motherfucker. Samuel L. Jackson says motherfucker like every other sentence. I, I know what he said. It, it, it fits the conversation perfectly. I know what it was. But there are so many interested instances in like episode six specifically where the main character will be talking about something. It'll censor a word and I will have no fucking clue. No fucking clue what the hell that censored word was supposed to be. Perfect example that I thought was hilarious is um, he's talking about the fact that he wants to grow the party. And then immediately the slave girl looks at him like, oh, no, because the, the horrible, horrible realization has just come to her mind that he meant he's going to buy more sex slaves. 
and and he goes, oh, she's uh, oh, she just realized what I said, and like, yeah, I am thinking that I am gonna buy more sex slaves. So he like approaches the conversation with her by going, do you have a problem with there being like a, a stronger party? And she goes, oh no, that's actually a really good idea. And he goes, oh, she's into it. She must be into beep. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? 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 Huh? What was the beep? The, the threesomes? I, I don't know. <laughs> dance parties? Can I hope it's dance parties? Jesus Christ. There's so many funny instances of that, and I genuinely laughed like every time it fucking happened. But, but the fucking piece de resistance of this fucking episode six is um, in a slapstick turn of fucking fate. We have brought back the slave trader character. Um, he is returned. Here, I thought the whole point was like, you know, that they were going to try to move away from the slave trader character as quickly as possible. Yeah, kind Most of people would do that, you know. And um, they're like, no, 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 we're bringing him back. <laughs> he was a he yeah, was even a fan like favorite. Father crazies, even like libertarians in America, don't like run up to like George Washington and be like, "I'm so happy he owns." Slaves. Yeah, I love that. Like, part. It, it, you don't, you don't. It, no one does. What that. a skilled like, philanthropist. <laughs> yeah, like the best you could find from people like that is like, well, it was a product of the times, and like. Okay. Yeah. Bad defense. Oh, no, for sure. But like, you didn't actually really defend this person. Again, it's weird that this anime is like, yeah, I gotta bring back this sacred and important <laughs> character. I just love what? the idea that like he was polling high. Like <laughs> they're they're running they're laying character polls on the fucking show. I'm like, ah, uh, why is the slave trader polling higher than the main character? This is uncomfortable. I have some questions. Why can't the story be about him instead? Oh my god. Uh, so they bring back the slave trader character and like there's a there's a nest of bandits that the main character viciously slaughtered in the last couple episodes and uh, the the like the whole bit here is that that den of thieves is stalking the slave trader because they know wait 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 that's not the same den of thieves it isn't no so if you remember well it's not the ones he specifically killed but they're associated with the thief headband that was of the second episode of the that first might episode. be true, but that's not the reason why right now he's hunting the. the oh no no no! no, no. They, yeah, so, yeah yeah yeah! I know that. But right now they oh. just want to steal. Um, uh, basically the. So when the main character defeated the bandits in episode one, uh, there was a guy who wasn't even one of the bandits. All he did was swap the bandit's headband for a replica, and for that crime he was enslaved. The bandits that we see staking out the slave trader's house want to free that slave. And, right? Correct. Yeah. So yeah, like, that's that's good enough. We yeah. have a, a literal slave emancipation story and a brave freedom fighter who is willing to put his life on the line to save his friend from slavery. And he's the bad guy. Yeah, he is actively the bad guy. So like, we have to stop this It's man. so cruel and disgusting that it, it really does swing around to being funny again. But even funnier is the fact that uh, the slave trader isn't really perturbed by this very much. He basically says... Yeah, he's like, I don't he's know, like, whatever, I sell what, what the hell do I care? Like, I have combat slaves. The phrase combat slaves is some of the funniest, most disgusting shit I think they could say. There's a lot of different ways they could have phrased that, and I think this is the funniest way. Because combat slaves, combat slaves evokes an image that is so completely unlike what anyone should be thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Uh, you have the quote? Do you want to say it? Uh, no, no. I meant like the quote that I wrote down was just simply combat. Yeah, yeah, combat. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, It was just so fucking ludicrous to see that written down that I was like, what? 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 Yeah, it's, it's Don't a worry. Dis- I have my so combat funny. slaves. And even... It's... And even he's like, and even, uh, you know, even with them being thieves, I wouldn't expect them to attack a slave house in the middle of the night, you know, like, uh, but I got my combat slaves. They're going to be just mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Don't you worry about it. Uh, I, I love this entire scene, the entire exchange where he has combat slaves. And then so the plan is, is for the main character to go back and help the guy. And so he goes and, you know, he has sex with the girl and that's terrible. The and wettest, the wettest most the I've never kissed a person before, kiss. That's another um, one of the, the things wettest. he makes her do. <laughs> but, like, she was sitting there just drooling into his mouth so that he could swallow it. Uh, producer, it insert spit disgusting. in my mouth but quote here. when they finally get up and get dressed. Spit in my mouth. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so they so they go in and they open and he opens the I door to them. Spit goes, ah, in my mouth like, every morning and every you. night. I <laughs> want to fall asleep into, and he, wake up to the taste of your unbrushed teeth. Fall asleep and wake up to the taste of your unbrushed teeth. And I want so you to look in my eyes like, while you do it. Invites them finally into the room, and then he's like, "Just come in." And he's like. <laughs> I got got my. He's like, all right, we'll just wait for them. And he's like, uh, I got my combat slaves here. And then, and so what happens is he turns out the candlelight. And the way they decide to do the scene transition <laughs> is he turns out the light and it slowly goes out and it fades to pitch black and he disappears. Then it yeah. cuts a over to a wall full of wall. combat slaves standing next to each other. They look all the same. <laughs> and it slowly fades slaves, out over their they faces. Look like that have the no expression. And then it cuts. To- <laughs> they are the most BDSM, like, gay porn coded fucking sex people of all time. <laughs> just in in any other, like, comedy or, like, just funny movie, like, that would have been a they, really great scene. They are scene giving of, like, you the fucking. Your hair is like, what the, what the they are frick giving was you that? The stare where, where did those guys dude. come from? They are, they are burning. There's, like, six sets of fucking eyes, and they are all burning holes in your head. And they're just staring at you while the lights go out. It is the most intimidating shit of all time. And they're supposed to be on the same side. It's like, damn, dude. Like, here comes the, here's the plan. We're going to hide in the dark with my combat slaves. Like, the lights start going out. And, like, Mike is not exaggerating when, it's, when it goes out so slowly. And it just slowly shifts over all of their rippling muscles. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, my it, God. But what's so weird is that he only puts, he only puts out one candle. And then it fades over him. And then they cut to the slaves where it's bright again. So you can see them in all their muscular glory. And then it slowly fades out until you can only see everyone their eyes a, and their pecs. And then it goes away. Like everyone gets a, and then it cuts a, a to our main characters. Light. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. But our character, I think our main they, characters get an even longer wipe. And, like it takes longer yeah. for this candle and that has already gone out twice to go out a third look time. In their eyes. I'll tell you that right fucking now. They, they look <laughs> not... Happy. They look intimidated. <laughs> I would be very fucking intimidating because that oh. shit, that shit was spooky. I don't want to be in a, room, in a dark room with these guys. They're they are jacked boys. They are big. They are big muscular men, and they look a little upset that they're slaves. Let me just say that. Yeah, it begs the question of like, hey, uh, I don't really see a lot of free men sitting around it, it, it feels seems like, like it's one slave owner with five combat slaves. Almost like the combat slaves could. Kill the slave owner. Yeah, man. It, it feels, it feels a little bit like uh, like Django. 
Yeah. There's like, there's literally six or six. Oh, yeah, that's oh no, it feels like it feels like '86 is what it feels like. Like you just have all the poor yeah. people with guns outside the walls, and you're like, go kill seems everyone like, else. And you're like, like the are they gonna turn against us? No, they won't. Any they're help poor. with the slave revolt that's just <laughs> waiting to happen here. <laughs> I mean, like if 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 the end moment of episode six was after it faded to black, I heard the main character screaming in pain. I think oh. it would have been worth it. I think it would have been <laughs> just to, just to know that like this was I all a six so episode bait and switch uh, to just have six combat mechs put holes in his body. That that would have felt pretty good. Yeah, where holes were not previously. Where holes were not were. previously. <laughs> like if they just if they just <laughs> fucking killed him and then fucked him to death extra. I, I don't know. Uh, like, I'd accept that. You you want your you want your rape fantasies. Here you go, bud. God dang. Here you go. Hope you hope you guys are into this one because <laughs> go, uh, I got I've got uh, this script written differently. Only. God dang if only. God dang if only. The sl- and then and then they burn uh, all the slave owners and butcher them. Well, mm. I mean that would be hard. We're never ever 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 we're, ever, we're, ever, oh, ever, no, ever no, going no. to get that. Sorry. No, it's okay. I, it's I okay. To it's going to be an hour anime, Ethan. Because I'm gonna make an anime version that is basically an anime retelling, uh, retelling of the Haitian slave revolt, and oh. you bet your sweet ass I'm putting some of these Isekai pro tags up on pikes. All right. Yeah. That, there, there's. I'm into that. Uh, I'm gonna go fucking Vlad the Impaler on these shitheads. In my fantasy, uh, there is anal penetration, and it comes out the mouth. It, it's a through and through. I believe that's a tag. Uh, that's a on tag the slave owners. on the slave owners. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna yeah, there's yeah. gonna that's be a an through and through. Distinction that we My do Pike have to make is gonna it, it, two tags, two tags. Me tagging <sighs> Pike and through and through. You tagging out. I'm gonna get some very disgusted fascists on the internet. You understand me? Mm-hmm. Twitter's gonna be uh, mad about also, this, <laughs> and it, that will be a badge of fucking honor. Uh, no, producer, not in Minecraft. I'd like to be on no, the in anime. In the slave anime, slave owner this is, is an hate. anime yes, that right. I'm making and producing. <laughs> no one said Nazi. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right, sure. I didn't say. I didn't say Nazi. It's different. I didn't say. Yeah, he Nazi. said fascist. Said okay, it's knockoff Nazi. <laughs> it's back on. Damn it. Also, you said '86, which basically is. Uh, just I Nazi, did not see that coming. Basically, and, uh, and now it's definitely well, it's, on yeah, board. Yeah, it's fair. I guess it's just. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's definitely all right. <laughs> you just say bingo. <laughs> you just say bingo. Uh, all right. Well, I guess uh, we're gonna go to sell me uh, on your animes, boys. Go first. So go ahead. You, want? you can vote first. Mine uh, yeah, sure. is the I best mean, one to vote for because you don't have to watch Heron. Nice try. I I never ever 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 want to have to watch anything of Harem ever mm-hmm, again, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you right now I will not vote for it. Okay. I don't care if any of it was funny. Gotcha. I've never had to skip a piece of an anime before. Yeah. I was in actual. A very interesting perspective. All right. Okay. I'm voting for Harem. All right, Jay. Wait, who you, why should we vote for said. yours? I'm voting for Harem. Okay. That's exactly why it's here. Mike, 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 deliver the final nail. So here's, here's, right, wait, wait, hang on. Mike, here's crush my, him. Here's my crush final him, Mike. argument on this. Crush him. Here is my final argument it on this. Crush his soul. It was not, it was not fun watching him. No, it wasn't. Which is the reason why it shouldn't move on. The point of this podcast no, I understand. is, is it fun to watch? And it was not fun to watch. 
Uh, no, no, it's yes, not. Yes, while even if you still remember, being funny uh, enough, the most deplorable, and it was not okay. It was not entertaining enough. Not, not fun. Watch. Entertaining. Ooh, but see, uh, Bakumatsu it was not been, deplorable. It might have been too insane. good. Hey, so crushed him. Let's, Let's go, go Hero. Soul leave his fucking body. How how does you that? Oh no! This is my last season. You guys know why. <laughs> I just don't get if it makes how after you seeing, feel like, better. The last half of the episode, you didn't think all oh, this way. But also, can, can I del- can I deliver a line <laughs> that will make me even more depressed that I found in one of the episodes? Ep- <laughs> yeah. So so well, it'll make everybody depressed, but Ethan mostly because he didn't even want to vote for Harem. Uh, in episode ten, I was just reading through the wiki just to see if I could find something that would like bring Ethan pain, and I found this sentence: uh, "While bathing, he introduces hey. Roxanne to oral sex." So who's you can look oral forward to that sex? In episode You'll have 10, to find Ethan. out. <laughs> can... Jokes on you! I know who's <laughs> who's. I know who's it is. But we, we are watching it. <laughs> more importantly, more importantly, <laughs> we, we get to look forward to what is inevitably She's not getting anything. Season, which is him buying another slave. And doing it all again. Many of them. Doing it all Many again. of them. I, I he, believe he has that flashback with like five <laughs> women. And I don't every one think of them they're going to do all of them. I think he's just going to buy one more, and then it'll happen. But it'll be over. Hooray! Also, I, I. All right. Well, hair well, moves on. So our, our final is engage kiss versus hair. Oh, I don't want to. Can we just stop the episode right now? <laughs> all right, um, Ethan. What do you got? All right, Ethan, your winner, Bakumatsu. Not no, moving on. Not you at tried all. so hard. I think that's why you're pushing. I would give up my victory. Really point. wanted that point. Just I get it, Ethan. But now that that's over, yeah. like, just admit yeah, you, you think Harem should have moved on. Spell finger blast. Harem. Yeah, I, I, I said that there would be a spell where it involves her getting. Too bad. This is a low fantasy rape, Harem. Well, yeah, I mean, we're still gonna. Make... Well, no, he's learning on Matt. He's he's working on Matt. <laughs> I don't yeah, know I don't think is. you're gonna get it. He's more concerned with job list reports. In the most boring possible way, all of his abilities come from ordering and reordering a list of job titles. Well, I'm gonna because even the fucking video game this is based on isn't fun. So my one for shine on was that the fat guy worked in a restaurant and killed his boss with the broom. Um, For the record, we still we have not seen his backstory yet, so I'm gonna leave that open. So Ethan, if uh, you I'll make watch here. This, I'll cut you guys a deal. I'll watch. Life, you can, I will happens. watch six more episodes. I will watch six more episodes. Uh, it's, there's of this not on the wiki. Not watch harem. Also, isn't that telling that Shino Bakumatsu Bad Boy? Nobody decided to go through and oh, put the backstories. Um, yeah, you know, like uh, what's it called? Blurbs of the summaries, summaries of the episodes. But on a fucking uh, harem, they're absolutely there. Of course, they are. Because everyone, yeah, like in every every episode, there's a there's a summary of everything that breaks down. That's what I found out. That's what happens in episode ten. But in uh, in China and Bagumatsu, it doesn't have anything about the characters. There's no character information and there's no episode information. It's just these characters are in this. There you go. Okay, but what if I want to know something about Harem and Labyrinth? Oh God, let me tell you, I got a novel I could write you about that show, and I will. Here it is. Uh, my all right, Jay, what do you got? Shots. Well, one, my winner of Engage Kiss is still on the table. Uh, my called <laughs> shot for Bakumatsu Bad Boys was uh, the guy with the guns convicted sex offender. We get the exact opposite. That is 110% confirmed wrong. Yeah, yes. yeah. No, he is literally he, like, uh, he I run an orphan game. I, I wouldn't have children. sex with anybody. 
uh, that, a little disappointing, but honestly, yeah, yep. again, like we were saying, the characters are actually kind of interesting, so yep. I, I, I like you know that it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. So, uh, kind of nice to have that to be. Daedalus yeah. exists here and also has a slave. Now, well, just a review. Daedalus is the basically owner of the labyrinth in Greek mythology, and the or at least the guy who created it. Right. Well, the the so inventor, the in inventor get this, of labyrinths. We yes. have to get more information about the labyrinth, why it's there, and what pertinence it has to the show. And that's how I yes. know for a fact it is never going to come true. Six episodes to do Because that. this show could not give less of a fuck about the labyrinth portion of its name. <laughs> the, any, ever. Well, speaking of, Jay, I, w- I would leave it because as I was perusing the episodes, it seems in a couple episodes we start focusing okay. on the labyrinths a little more. So it's possible. I just don't think you'll get that in depth about it. Um, but leave it up. All right, mine is my winner, Harem, still on the table. God, how did we get here? I'm so happy to be here, everybody. Uh, He will bet sex slaves, still on the table, but I doubt it. I think he's just happy to be having sex with one. Yeah, um, and then Shine on. They transport out of prison guards. That's not going to happen. Everybody's got their powers. It doesn't matter. The prison garb is irrelevant. I'm canceling that out. Get out of here. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, and so, you know, I still got a chance. Uh, then the producer, Harriman the Labyrinth, her bed is a spread. Nope, she gets to sleep in bed with yeah. him. Sorry, was, producer. Uh, uh, that's the end of that. A whole bit. Um, and then there's Shine. Yeah, your Shine on was already wrong. So, again, we're leaving this uh, with uh, the producer up one. Uh, I have potential half and maybe another potential one. Jay's got another potential one, and Ethan's got none. So, Really low scoring, but uh, this this season is going a little better than it started. So we'd just be happy about that. So next week, Engage Kiss versus Harriman and Labyrinth in Another World. And uh, that's what we're going to have. So thank you so very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.